Because if you did, then the devil would have a cause. Father, I pray, O oh God, that you have mercy upon all these so-called pastors and ministers. In the name of Jesus, have mercy upon Benny Hinn, T.D. Jakes, Brian Carnan, uh, Joel Osteen, Joyce Myers, T.D. Uh, Creflo Dollar. All these people, Father, have mercy upon them in the name of Jesus. Have mercy upon these servants and people who have taken your name for fame and game and who are using counterfeit knowledge, counterfeit power, have mercy, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, and we bless your holy name. In Jesus' almighty name, I come under the covering of the blood of Jesus. I pray you cleanse my tongue, cleanse my hands, cleanse my heart. Any burdens I'm carrying that's not mine, Lord, remove it in the name of Jesus. I command that every uh, astral attack or third eye used against me and anyone here be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray that this hour that your perfect will be done in my life and the lives of everyone here. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to fail. I refuse to give up. Wherever I have fallen and my brothers and sisters have fallen, raise us up again. Raise us up even mightier, stronger, and higher above the devil's reach, above the devil's influence, above the devil's uh, scare tactics. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' almighty name we pray, amen. The title of this message is Sheep Amongst Wolves. Sheep in the midst of wolves. Sheep in the midst of wolves. Some of you have heard about sheep, wolves in sheep's clothing. Now we're going to talk about sheep among wolves. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. It says, Behold, I send you forth. These are red letter words of Jesus Christ according to the uh, book of Matthew and according to the printouts and according to the, whoever it is that printed this. They claim this is the words of Jesus Christ and I don't have any contest about it. It says, Behold, I send you forth as, as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. What, are, what is synonymous with the activity of wolves? Wolves operate in packs. Packs, excuse me. Wolves are ravenous. Wolves are voracious. Wolves are scavengers sometimes. When there's not enough food, they can scavenge for food. Wolves are very violent. Wolves don't have temperance. Wolves are destructive. Wolves devour. We are sent here as sheep. The Bible likes the children of God as sheep. Jesus made a parable about the shepherd that had a hundred sheep and one was missing. He went after that one. Why did he go after that one? Is it because that one was very special? Yeah, of course it was special. But he went after that one because he understood that 100 sheep that was given to him is 100 sheep he must bring to heaven. It's 100 sheep that he must protect from wolves. It's 100 sheep that must not he must not allow to leave his covering. God has sent us as sheep in wolves clothing to effect change to effect change in people's hearts, to change them from a wolf mentality. If you, whoever is a sinner is like a wolf, a, a wolf eats, sleep, poop, and procreates. Eat, sleep, poop, and procreates. Some of you may not understand that a sheep is special. In the secular world, most people think that sheep are stupid. They're not stupid. Sheep are wise. 
The Bible says, Behold, I send you forth. Jesus said, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. So if you're going to be in the midst of wolves, you cannot allow yourself to be devoured. The Bible says, Show yourself worthy of God's word. Show yourself approved. When something is approved, before it is approved, that means it has met certain criteria. Have you met the Holy Ghost criteria that will give you wisdom not to be deceived by wolves on the pulpit? Wolves in your family, wolves on the job, wolves in your governance, wolves in your society. Ravening wolves whose goal is to put you in a handbasket of the devil and send you straight to hell. Some of you may not know that there is one or two animals. I believe it's two animals. If I'm not mistaken, please correct me. If I am mistaken, please correct me. There at least maybe one to five, my but the only one I know are two that have the ability to withstand the venom of a cobra or any venomous snakes. The number one is the sheep and the number two is the honey badger. That, that creature called the honey badger is one creation of the almighty God I've never seen in my life that is so fearless. This thing can kill a python, can kill an anaconda. Its skin is so um, elusive. One time I seen a video where a python tried to kill a, a honey badger and only succeeded in being killed and ate by the honey badger. Honey badger doesn't even, it's not even up to maybe about, if you stretch it out on a length, it's probably not up to about a couple of feet. Correct me, Brother Thomas, if I'm wrong. Couple of feet. But we're talking about the sheep today. What is important about sheep? Sheep are colored white. Sheep are humble. Sheep are meek. But there's one quality about sheep that is very important. There is anti-venom in the blood of lambs. The anti-venom power in the blood of the lamb is in every sheep. A sheep will be bitten by a venomous serpent and will face the swelling and the pain for a few days only for its blood to neutralize that toxin. It's amazing how the people who are in the secular world and the biological world and scientific world have not thought about making serums from the blood of lambs. They make anti-serums from the venom of a serpent. They take the poison and then they go to the lab and create the opposite of the venom. The Lord is saying to you tonight that he has sent you to a world that is full of demonic spirits, demon-possessed individuals. People who are either in between demonic possession and freedom. He said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. You'll be harassed as Christians. As believers, you will face harassment, whether it's covertly or overtly. You will be set up. I was set up earlier to this year when I was put in prison, in put, not put in prison, put in jail for four, 24 hours for preaching the gospel and being harassed by Satanists here in London. I just could not find out what is it that's making these people come after me. Why is it that they're so concerned about me? Why are they sending satanic priestesses to accost me on the train? Only for me to realize that it's the power of God. If you are sent by God, you cannot fail. You're not called to fail. God did not send you to fail as sheep. He sent you to succeed. Because he's giving you the power to succeed. The Bible said the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You were not sent in this world to be a failure only to end up in hell. 
if you ended up a failure because you chose to be a failure, or you chose the path of failure, or you rebelled against the one who sent you. What is the one thing that God wants us to have as his sheep? Wisdom. The Bible says, with all thy getting, that means with all you acquire in this world, your PhD, your master's, your bachelor's, the people that have PhD and master's and they don't have the IQ of Einstein. Some of you have children whose IQ excels or matches up with Einstein. Albert Einstein. I believe that's his correct name. Okay. Some of you have wisdom that excels the people in the secular realm you walk, you're living or walking with or working at. God wants you to have wisdom. He said, be wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. A serpent will never challenge a creature unless it's very hungry or stupid that is smarter than it. I've seen a cobra trying to attack a mongoose. I've been survived the venom of a cobra. And the mongoose is not even up to the size of the whole full-size cobra. And this thing is yapping and scrapping and biting at this cobra. I've seen a battle between a cobra and a mongoose on TV. Oh, on, a, on, on the internet, not TV. I don't watch TV. I call the screen TV because it still looks like TV on our phones. Only for both of them to kill each other. They both beat into each other and the mongoose did not let go of the of the cobra and the cobra did not let go of the mongoose and kept injecting them with themselves injected with venom and they both died eventually at each other's mouths at each other's throats god didn't send you to die he sent you to live luke 10 verse 19 he says behold i give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy they say some power it says all power be wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. Because you have the power of God does not mean that you think you can do whatever you want. Have you ever seen a dove? A dove is the most harmless creature you would, you can ever think of. I've seen a honey badger who's fearless. This thing is so nasty. One bite from this creature can end, could end your fingers or your hands. Or maybe end your life if it happens to get its way to your throat. Thankfully, it doesn't attack humans the way we expect it would, unless it's very aggressive or rapid. Oh, a sheep of God is calm and gentle. God has sent us to be sheep as examples to the wolf world. The world that is filled with anger and rebellion against God. You are called to be a spiritual thermostat wherever you go. You are called to be a sheep and a spiritual thermometer wherever you go. You're not called to be a conformist. The new order and those who run this world want you to conform. The Bible talks about the harvest, the end time harvest. There was a man who was a, he was a farmer and he sold his seed on good ground. And at night, the enemy came and sowed tears. That was a parable about the tears and the wheat. In the end time timeline of God, not our timeline or what we want to think of as the end time, God will separate the sheep from the goats. If you notice, some of you may be aware of the imagery of Baphomet. Baphomet is Satan himself. 
It's a goat head with female breasts and the tail of a, some creature, I don't know, and whatever. A goat is naturally stubborn. Lucifer was stubborn. A goat does not care about any instructions. Sheep hear their father's instructions. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. If God sends you somewhere, you have to lean on his instruction through the Holy Spirit. You must be surrendered to the Holy Spirit. He said, my sheep hear my voice, a stranger's voice we did not listen to. When a, when a sheep farmer calls its sheep, they immediately respond. Some of you have seen, um, they call them sh um, dog sheep or sheep dogs. These are dogs that are trained to control sheep. I've seen one dog control almost 400 sheep with one stomp of its foot, one bark of its, of its barking of its voice or by running through the sheep to bring them order. I've seen that dog run so fast. I've never seen a dog run that fast in my life. So, it's very important for you, brothers and sisters, to understand who you are. You're not called to mix. You're called to stand out. Let's look at the reason why Jesus said, He's sending us as sheep in the midst of wolves. Let's go to verse. Um, five of Matthew chapter 10. This is the scripture where Jesus is beginning to send the disciples on missions. It says. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. The reason why Jesus gave this commandment is because this is not the purpose at the timeline for the disciples of Jesus Christ to go to the Samaritans. It's not their time. When God sends you somewhere, you have to be in line with his timeline. You can't do your own thing. If you do your own thing, you're going to fail. If you do your own thing, you're going to be frustrated. If you do your own thing, you're going to be confused. If you do your own thing, you'll be operating in the spirit of witchcraft or human spirits. Okay? There's a level of witchcraft that involves people using their spirit to inflict pain on others. Either by, by focus or thought or imagination. It says, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. How many of your so-called megachurches are preaching the kingdom? Probably zero. Or zero point zero 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 one five or one 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 whatever. This is the commandment of Jesus Christ. As ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you somewhere here god is opening your eyes receive your restoration of your vision your spiritual and physical vision in jesus name and he says the kingdom of god is and heal the sick how many of your so-called mega pastors can truly heal the sick cleanse the lepers instead of healing the sick they're charging the sick for money for healing 
they're charging the sick for deliverance. One time someone reached out to me for deliverance. And because they had become so bitter, they assumed that I was going to do the same thing. Say, oh, how much are you going to charge for this prayer? I said, nothing. So, well, I went, came from this fellowship and they charge $1,000 for prayer for healing. I said, well, on this platform here, I stand on the platform of Jesus Christ and it is freely given, freely received. If you wish to give, you can give, but there's no charge. I rebuke the spirit of mockery here in the name of Jesus. Whoever here is mocking this gathering, you are under warning from the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. I ask the Holy Spirit to arrest you and convict you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If you don't stop what you're doing, I pray that the Lord will deal with you as he dealt with Saul. Because this word is not here for mockery. We're not here to be mocked. God cannot be mocked. Your mockery is the same sin of blasphemy. Satan mocked at Jesus Christ when Jesus was giving up the ghost. Satan, Satan and his, and his one-third of his angels were laughing. They were happy. They were rejoicing because they said, yeah, we got, the, we got the king of kings now. Where is he going to go? Only for Jesus to rise up on the third day. When Jesus died, he was not just laying in the grave. He went to the underworld and took captivity captive and gave gifts to men. You know, something shocked me this morning when I was reading the Bible. I realized in the scripture in the book of Matthew, it talks about when Jesus, after Jesus resurrected, there was a resurrection from the grave. There were souls that were resurrected from the grave. They said that the, the saints were resurrected from the grave. Hallelujah. We're going to go right there now so you can see it. The first resurrection already happened. Matthew 27 verse 50 to 53. Some of your pastors missed that. Some of you missed that in the scripture. Let's, let's scoot over there real quick. Matthew chapter 27 verse 50 to 53. It says that when the saints were risen, when Jesus resurrected, saints rose up from the grave. Let's look at that scripture for your eyes to see and your ears to hear. Matthew 27 verse, hold on a second. I want to get that scripture for you because I wrote it down. The Lord is merciful and gracious. So that means that when Jesus resurrected, he did not resurrect alone. Okay? He did not resurrect alone. He resurrected the saints. Matthew 27 verse, verse 50 to 53. It says the death of Jesus. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, he yielded up the ghost. That means he breathed his last breath. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. That's the temple of Solomon. That's the temple of Moses that Abraham that they built. And the earth did quake. That means the whole world was shaken with earthquake. I wonder what the archaeologists are hiding. They don't want us to know that there's a record there was a worldwide earthquake. And the rocks rent. That means the rocks were broken to pieces. And the graves, verse 52, and the graves were opened. And many bodies of saints which slept arose. 
When they say Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the power, if he resurrected, that means resurrection power is inside of you. You are sent as sheep amongst wolves to show the testament of God's resurrection power. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Verse 53, not only did they arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection. Some of them were buried 10 feet and the resurrection power of God was able to, to bust through 10 feet of dirt. The earthquake caused the easiness for them to come out of the grave. And came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Verse 54 says, Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. That is the first resurrection. So when they say Jesus is the resurrection of life, that testament is right there. It's telling you right there. It happened. There's nobody who has ever died and resurrected and resurrected with other people. In Jesus' timeline, the bones of Elisha resurrected a dead man who was put in his, in his grave. I don't know who that man is, but whoever that man is, that man had got the transference of the Elisha anointing. That's another example of resurrection. Let's look at that in 2 Kings. I believe it's 2 Kings chapter 17. Is it 2 Kings 17 verse 21? Let me see if I have it. I'm not sure if I have. I don't think that that's. Well, maybe it's 1 Kings. I want to read that scripture for you. I'll look for it for you right now and get it. So you can understand that you are not just ordinary sheep. You are sheep that has God's power inside of you. Power to heal. Power to transform. Power to speak the word of God. I'm going to open that scripture for you. 2 Kings 13, 21, excuse me. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 21. This is the other, if not maybe. There were many signs and wonders that happened in the biblical time that are not written down in Scripture because if they were able to be written down, there would be no book to be able to, com to, be able to contain it. No book will be able to contain the miracles. It says in the Scripture in the book of Matthew that many, there were many miracles and other, other of the other uh, Gospels, many miracles were done by Jesus Christ, which could not be contained in any book. 2 Kings 13, 21. I want to read it to you. This is a resurrection that happened in the time of Elisha. Elisha is dead now. His bones are in the grave. He could not find a successor. So God decided to keep the anointing in his bones. I wonder why this story was written for a purpose. You were sent here for a purpose. If you don't know that, say it to yourself. I was sent here by God for a purpose. And God will reveal his purpose either through your relationship with him, your walk with him, or by declared revelation, or by word of prophecy. God always speaks his purposes by word of prophecy. Hallelujah.
Second Kings chapter 13, verse 21. It says, And Elisha died and they buried him, and the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming of the year. And it came to pass as they were burying a man that behold, they spied a band of men and they cast the man into the sepulcher. Sepulcher means the grave of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. God could not let that anointing die. He sent you so that his anointing can flow through you. He sent you so you can be a channel of blessings. He sent you so that you can be a, a testament to the world that God exists. He sent you to the world so that you can be in a car crash and your legs are broken for some of you here. And the doctor go to the hospital, you go to the hospital and they say there is no hope for you. And, the, and then you tell them that Dr. Jesus lives or somebody in your family begins to pray and then you start getting healed. And the doctors are saying, we can't believe that this is a miracle. He sent you so that you be a preemie baby. And when you beat all the odds of being a preemie baby and the doctors are saying, this is impossible. How in the world is this preemie baby able to survive? He sent me to be a messenger, a servant, a son for him. And he made me go through the medical field so that I can prove to the Satanists that run the medical field that it doesn't matter how much incantations they have. They cannot stop the glory of God. God. They cannot stop the move of God. They cannot stop the power of God. They cannot stop the cherubim and anointing of God that rests upon me. They cannot stop the, uh, uh, the anointing of God of the seraphims that rest upon me. They cannot stop the anointing that he placed upon me or you. They cannot stop the, the fire that he placed upon me. They cannot stop my prayer life. I remember being in my medical rounds at Robert Wood Johnson Hospital in New Jersey. It's a teaching hospital. Now it's owned by Rutgers. And I was doing my clinical rounds, the clinical rotation for surgical, for surgery with a doctor. They put me with a doctor. I had nobody else with me, just this doctor. She was a female doctor. And whatever happened on her pager, I would have to run with her and go there. And one day there was, we were, I was rounding, I think one of my rounds in the, one of the weeks that week. And there was a, a page that she had to go do surgery on a newborn baby that had a heart defect. And I got to the surgery room with her and everybody is prepped already and everything. And she said, put this on, do this, do this. And I'm looking and looking for the baby. I'm like, where the baby at? Where's the baby? There's no baby. And I just looked in front of me and there was this tiny little thing that can fit in the palm of my hands. But this tiny little thing was not just a thing. This thing was not a thing. It was a soul. It was a baby. It was a baby girl. And I looked at this baby all bloody. Just got delivered and they had to do surgery. If they didn't do that surgery, the baby would die. And I heard the voice of God say, speak life to this child. Why is it in the whole wide world? God decided to make this baby be born. And when this baby born, he sent me as wolves in the midst of witches, wizards in the surgical room. When I walked into that surgery room, witches were manifesting. There was a head surgeon there. As soon as she saw me, the demons in her, she had a ton of demons. Those demons made her turn her back towards me. I know that she did not turn her back towards me by natural means. I know she did not turn her back towards me because she was racist. All you people out here, some of you see some behaviors in public. Some of the demons are using colors to deceive you or make you angry because they love when you're angry. You feed in, you give energy to demons. She was a white Caucasian woman and I'm there. I'm the only person of my kind of my color, my ethnicity. And for a moment, I was thinking it was a racial thing, but I realized this ain't no racial thing. This is a demon. 
The demon bowed its head down as I was walking close by this woman, bowed this woman's head down and she got so uncomfortable, she had to ask to leave the surgical room. Everybody there was on a, on a, a lower vibration in the spirit. If I could say it that way for some of you to understand, I saw what others didn't see. Why? Because the God loves me. Why? Because he sent me as wolves in sheep's clothing. Why? Because I'm coming there blazing with God's light. And because I'm blazing with God's light or you're blazing with God's light, that problem had to leave. Thank you, Brother Joe Fajowski. That demon had to leave. The Bible says the light shines in the darkness. Hallelujah. And the darkness cannot comprehend the the. I mean, excuse me. Yes, the darkness cannot comprehend the light. If he has sent you as sheep among wolves, you best believe that you got light shining inside of you. Not only shining inside of you, but through you. You're not just a sheep without dark, with dark eyes. You got you are a sheep that's glowing with the eyes of God. Your eyes are sparkling with the brightness of God's eyes, of his light. She checked out immediately. I checked in. Jesus checked in. The angel of God checked in. And I'm standing there. And I heard the voice of God say, speak life to baby Isabella. And I said, you, this baby, you're going to live. Baby Isabella, they, did not, they had to postpone the surgery that day. And then something happened. Next thing you know, I found baby Isabella all nice and, and nice and big and eating nice. Baby Isabella survived the surgery eventually. I wasn't present there, but the words that I spoke made them postpone the surgery. And I did not speak that word from my mouth. Some of you don't understand that the, the thoughts of your heart speak louder than your mouth. That's why the Bible says, if a man looks lustfully in a woman, he has committed a sin because as you're lusting, you're speaking in this, and your soul is speaking into the realm of God. I can't, I remember one time I was working in, in New York's Brazil and there were tons of demons. More than 98% of people in that hospital were possessed with demons. The security guard was possessed with demons. The high level uh, managers were possessed with demons. The director of the hospital were possessed with demons. The people that run that hospital were possessed with demons. Not only New York Presbyterian, but all the hospitals. On the day of my interview, God sent me as sheep among wolves. It was a massive multi-interview. I've never had a multi-interview. That means uh, hundreds of people are being interviewed at once in a large auditorium. And God made me stand up. He says, I send you as sheep among wolves. Be wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. I'm going to tell you the story about Walmart in a little bit. I remember walking to Walmart instantly. I, I realized that the whole Walmart were demons. Demons were actually telling people what to buy. The owners, owners of the store, or the manager, summoned demons. When I stepped in, the demons left. So the lady summoned another demon. The boss manager summoned another demon. Another time I walked into Walmart. And I go, someone was projecting curses through me through the security camera. And in the spirit, God took my spirit as I'm standing in that Walmart and God is taking me to the headquarters of Walmart. And I'm seeing with some of the Walton family members, they were boiling red hot. Like, who is this guy? Get him out of this store. The spirit of God does not need technology to trace things. 
Some of you seen in a movie when they're tracing, uh, uh, when they do like all these detective movies or high tech movies, and they show where the uh, the messages are passing through. Maybe you watch the the movie Enemy of the State by Will Smith, and they show the the transmission with the technology, and the, and it goes through these wires. The Holy Spirit is faster than that. So I walk in there to do the interview and every question, I was the one that answered the best question. God gave me the answers to all the questions that were asked to me. It got to a point, this lady said, you know what? I'm hiring you on the spot. She said, if it was up to me, the lady was doing the group interview. She said, if it was up to me, I'm hiring you on the spot right now. She said, you answered more than any of the questions anybody has ever answered. Whether you're atheist or not, God exists. I once had an accident and I died and God brought me back. I've seen people that died in a nasty accident, shot up in a hospital. Level 3 trauma hospital. Level 2 trauma hospital. Level 1 trauma hospital. Wicked diseases. Wicked accidents. One time I heard a guy who came in with a knife in his chest and he was still talking. How in the world did he survive and was still able to talk with a knife deep in his chest that should have killed him but did not kill him? God exists, my brothers and sisters. The air you breathe is a signage from God that he exists. Your consciousness, ask yourself, how is it your conscience, how is your consciousness, consciousness functioning? Why is it that the satanic elites and the one-third of the fallen angels are working so hard to take your consciousness out of the brain skull that God put it in and try to put it on a chip, computer chip? One time I was, I didn't understand what was going on. I, I will tell you this testimony. The Lord says I shouldn't talk about it, so I'm not going to tell you about that one. I've never shared that with anybody, so I'm going to leave that out for now. As I'm talking to you, angels of God are telling me what to say and what not to say. The Holy Spirit is telling me God the Father is watching me, sitting on a throne, watching me right now in my room in my Airbnb. I've had tons of testimonies that I would love to tell all of them, but God says, only when I say so. And he just opened my mouth as I was talking about it. I remember one time I was in college, blood of Jesus, any spirits or demons here, we bind and cast a bit of hell in Jesus' name. I was in college. And when I was in college, I'm preaching the word of God right now, so I cannot take questions. I would love to take your questions, but maybe after, or maybe you can message me and I'll answer your questions. You can go to the website at swordofthespiritofgod.com and click on the message bubble there and message me if you like to, or message me on Instagram at joelisaiah 20 I remember that I was in college. I think it was my second or third year in college. Actually, second or third semester. And I was attending this class. I needed to take that class to click, to click, to get some credit and boost my GPA. I wanted a I, I wanted a very, very high score in my GPA. So I took that class in addition to other classes. I was taking a very heavy workload. And I went to this class. I got in the class. Class commenced. There was a student that was late. He came in the class and slumped dead right in front of everybody. That week I was in church. The pastor was talking to us about faith about being bold, about being courageous. 
before the pastor was talking about that, I had those moments where God would tell me, Joe, go over there and lay your hands on this person. And I'll pray and, and it was, miracles will happen. But I was so scared, afraid I wasn't sure who was talking to me. It's kind of like Samuel. When Samuel was hearing God's voice, he wasn't sure. I've had my Samuel moments. You are sent as a sheep in a wolf world. As I'm speaking to you, there are demons around a lot of, in the atmosphere around you. But because of the light of God inside of you and around you, those demons cannot devour you. You hear all these artists and celebrities talking about them fighting with demons. You hear about Beyonce's husband talking about being possessed with demons. Where are the sheep to help him understand that they need to connect? He needs to connect with the light of God. Where are the true sheep? There are wolves pretending to be sheep. And then there's sheep who don't want to be sheep but want to be other things other than sheep. Have you ever seen a wolf and a sheep rubbing shoulders together? No. You're called to stand out. You're called to proclaim the gospel. So I remember going to this hospital and demons would be in the NICU and PICU department. I worked in a pediatric and neonatal ICU unit on one side of my employment. I've done everything in my field. I did everything. As soon as I came in in the morning, the witches there would just put their heads down. It was like a wave. I could feel like a wave. You know when a tornado is coming or you feel a, a strong tidal wave? That's how it was when I stepped into the door. As soon as I stepped in the door, an anointing wave will come in front of me and knock everybody on the head down. I remember one time a lady walked into a room. She was the mother of a patient. She was a Satanist. I knew she was a Satanist. And she saw me. When I came into the room to bring in the ventilator with my co-workers, she had a 17 or 16-year-old or whatever age group patient in that room. And I can see inside of her soul. Only me knew what was going on at that moment. At that moment, the baby, the child or the teenager had coded, overdosed or tried to commit suicide. I'm not going to give all the details so it doesn't replicate this patient's history or whatever it is. But I knew that she was using her daughter to be a ritual to move up in the ranks of the Illuminati. Only me knew. The Bible says, be what? Wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. I knew that that girl was not going to make it. I was praying in the spirit, but I can see that she, her mother, had already given Lucifer grounds to take her daughter. So while the nurses and doctors were trying to save her, she was casting spells on her own daughter so that her daughter would help her to fulfill her ritual. But I knew and she knew. And the moment that she, the demons in her knew that I was aware, she looked at me and something changed in her soul. I realized there was a separation between her soul and that powerful demon. She was all dressed in black and she almost walked in there like she was a satanic priestess. But here I was a wolf I mean, excuse me, here I was as a sheep, not a wolf, a sheep in wolf's clothing. 
What do I mean by that? I was a sheep. But I was wearing the covering of the so-called health industry. But that covering is not the real covering. You are undercover. Wolves in sheep's clothing are deceptive. But sheep can come in undercover. Jesus came in undercover before he, expo he revealed himself in his ministry. Some of you are sent here undercover to expose things. So here I am. I just want to correct something. Here I am. I am a sheep amongst wolves. Not a, not a sheep in wolves clothing. A sheep among wolves. And instantly, she it, it felt like her soul was crying out to me to intercede for her daughter to come back to life. Her eyes locked with my eyes. And in that moment, I felt like I was standing before God's throne. And I felt like I had the anointing to decide what would happen to that lady. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know why it happened. I don't know why God would ever even make me feel like that. I didn't even, even believe stuff like that could happen. But here I was, standing in the in the room. It's chaos. All wires are being connected. All kinds of things are being said and done. And this woman is sitting by her daughter's bedside, chanting incantations. The power of God moves me into the room. I'm praying and say, oh God, please save this lady. And she's chanting incantations. I'm seeing stuff in the spiritual realm. The demons cannot hold on to the woman. They separate from the woman. The woman sees me. We lock eyes. But I know that she did not look into my eyes. She looked to see Jesus Christ's eyes in my eyes. She saw Jesus Christ in my eyes. Bind every spirit of mockery in the name of Jesus. God's power is real. Whatever spell she was casting could not stop God's power. And I felt her soul crying out to me like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? Please, can you save me? And I'm, my spirit is, is like I'm talking to in the spiritual realm to God. That God spare this woman's child. All the computer monitors and the tests said she was dead. I stood there and I said, God, give her another chance. Do you know God gave her another chance? But the woman was rebellious. The Bible said the sin of witchcraft, excuse me, the sin of stubbornness and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. God let her taste a measure of God's power. But she still wanted that. She, that demon came back again. All of a sudden, all I remember is I was, I, was, I was removed from her care. They told me I couldn't be there and I understood the assignment. Your assignment is to make change as long as you could permit change to happen. I've been harassed by Satanists. Blackballed, put on all kinds of, uh, some of you know what I'm talking about, a targeted individual. Well, I'm an empowered individual. You could target me all I want. Targeted because of my bloodline. Targeted because of the power that God has put in my blood. Targeted because I know things that you don't know. Targeted because I'm operating as a prophet. Targeted because I'm a sheep of God. Of course, you're going to be targeted. Targeted because I'm a standout and not a conformist. 
You are called to be light in the dark world. So you, my brothers and sisters, you are the sheep of God. Wake out of, wake up out of your sleep. Some of you have been put to sleep at the pulpit. Some of you, you're being turned. The messages you're hearing is turning you, it's transforming you from being a sheep to a wolf. This message did not come here to transform you to be a wolf. It's to remind you to stay as a sheep, live as a sheep, walk as a sheep, move in the power of God, and do what God wants you to do before your time is up in this world. Your life is a lease from God. When the lease is over, your life is over. Some of you in America are fond of leasing vehicles. And some of you in the Western world, when the lease is over, you go get a new car. Well, when it comes to your life, where the life is over, it's over. Lease is over, life is over. I remember one more testimony I'll share with you before we continue. The Bible says, as many as believe on the name of the Lord, to them he gave power. So if you are set as a sheep amongst wolves, you've been given the power to change things around you. You've been given the power to speak life where death is manifesting. You've been given the power to cast demons out of people. You've been given the power to stand in the midst of opposition. You've been given the power to not be affected by words. Some of you, you are so overly sensitive as Christians. An unbeliever says something to you in the Bible or against what you believe, you get into arguments and fight. The Bible says, do not argue about the word of God. So all of you here coming on to here, saying that, uh, trying to bait me with questions, you need to study the word. The Bible says, study, your, study the word to show yourself approved. You're not called to be conformists. You're called to transform the world you live in. Some of us have been hated on, spat on, despised, rejected like Jesus Christ was. That says a good soldier of Christ must endure hardship. So I remember this one time I was working in the hospital and there was a beautiful doctor. She was the head um, resident there. But she was, she was practicing witchcraft to com com complete her medical program. She had this powerful satanic diamond ring on her finger. And once she put it on, whatever she's wanted will happen. Well, it didn't work on me. I didn't need to say no words. The power of God inside of me was speaking. She tried everything. It didn't work. Then she took the ring off and tried to seduce me. And before she came, the Lord said, she's coming. She's coming in the charting room. She's coming. I said, okay. God knows how to protect your weakness because if God's power was not on me, I would have fallen for this woman. She was very beautiful and very seductive. She had very, she had this Jezebel, she, it was, she had this spirit that it was very hard to detect what spirit was in the operating inside of her. Unless you are walking in the spirit of God and you have strong discernment to see beyond the surface, there is surface discernment and there's this discernment that is deep. And some of you, God is calling you as He's giving you and bless you with that deep discernment. You can see things on a deeper, stronger level with God's spirit and discernment. She was very attractive. Whenever she was around, she covered her. That day she came in, she came in with barely nothing on. Just see-through gown and everything. And I'm there and I'm like, okay, whatever. And she tried everything to get my attention, but I didn't budge. So one day there was another resident 
working in there and they uh they were satanists i remember one time i walked into uh, i was taking care of a particular group of babies and then the baby coded so we called in a process and somebody said to me don't tell them what to do i said why i don't know why they said it but it was actually a witch so i went in there and i the holy spirit's anointing was so strong on me i told them what was wrong what was what they needed to do what tests to do without even knowing without even being a doctor i can't count how many times some satanist and i don't know if they're mafias i don't know who these people are maybe they're their shadow government people will walk up to me and say listen you should be a doctor we'll take care of you we'll pay we'll pay it we'll pay it through but right now i'm not a doctor of sick people in the hospital i'm a doctor of dr jesus he's the head doctor i'm under his command and i have the power to cure any disease there are witches that you cannot see with your naked eyes there is charismatic witchcraft these are witches that they smile and laugh with you they crack jokes but they are undercover witches they're everywhere the Bible says in hosea 4 6 my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge you know you're going to the hospital you know that the doctor is going to touch your body for a checkup but you don't know what kind of doctor so before you go to the hospital say dr jesus send your angels ahead of me let them appear as doctors and nurses and 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 uh and caretakers so that when i get to the hospital i'll be taken care of the anointing that god has given to you has given the power to speak things before it happens you're going into 2024 you say god in 2024 i ask that every day every minute every second of 2024 before i live it that you send your angels to be present to protect me shield me guide me bless me give me eyes to see beyond the natural you are every human being is created a supernatural being because your body is just a covering everyone has access to god but nobody uses not everybody uses that access or grows in that access or grows spiritually god has given me some wonderful messages for 2024 and i'm going to be giving it out and dishing it out as the lord has instructed me to do it because god wants to raise up giants for his kingdom He's tired of people just being little baby sheep that's just drinking milk from the mother's breast all the time. You've been fed all these counterfeit gospels, all these baby milk gospel at these false altars. God wants you to eat strong meat, graduate from drinking milk to strong meat. So they had to rush this baby and I'll give you two of them and split. The first one was the one with the baby. I was telling them what to do. And the, the resident came and she was terrified and angry at me. The demon in her was mad. I told her what to do. And within almost 10 seconds, everything was normalized. She was she had a rage fit. So I went back to the charting room to chart and put down my credits that I, you know, I put it down there that because they told you, you got to put down all this stuff in the notes, digital notes. And she come in there. Before she came in, the Holy Spirit showed me what happened in the spirit realm. That baby was fine for that week I was there. And every other report, I looked through all the reports of everybody that worked before me week after week to see what the trend was. Some of you may have read the book, He Came to Set the Captives Free by Rebecca Brown. I'm not a nurse. I wasn't a nurse. I was a healthcare professional in the respiratory field. And my next giant step was to go become a pulmonologist, 
ready to take the MCAT. And God says, oh, no, you don't. Come serve me full time. I studied before I even got into medical school. I was in a healthcare field, already got my degree, but I wanted to be an advanced pulmonologist. And I was studying voraciously while I was working in the healthcare field as a health respiratory therapist, respiratory care practitioner, whatever you want to call it, respiratory doc, whatever. I was studying so voraciously to be an advanced pulmonologist that I, I knew already what would be on the exam before the exam came because the Holy Spirit let me know. But it says, oh no, you don't, you come serve me. So this lady was mad. So God showed me in the spiritual realm that she had sent a demon to trip up the cardiac rhythm of that baby so that when she would come in there, it would look like she was the one that corrected it and she would get the credit for it. Okay. Can you imagine someone casting spells and incantations on your baby, God forbid, or your loved one? And you're all there, all shaking like a feather, shaking like a leaf. When you got the power of God inside of you and you have the power to speak his word. Some of you have the seer gifting. Some of you can see things in the spirit. Some of you don't even need to have that gift. You could just say, God, show me what's going on in the spirit. And you start praying and God will show you what's going on in the spirit realm and how it happened and why it happened. One time I was watching a TV show and the TV show was an old TV show from the 40s. So I went online and found out who the character, character was. And I found the character had died many years ago. While I was reading about the character, the Lord said, do you want to know what killed, what happened to this man? I said, yes. While I closed my eyes, I was praying. God took me in the spirit back to the year that he died in 1975. And showed me where he was. He had gone to get power to be a famous actor. And somehow the covenant went wrong and Lucifer came and took his soul. When you're watching the TV, you're happy and dancing and giggling at their jokes. But you don't understand the secret covenants behind their jokes. As the Bible says that, what is a profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? The life that God has given to you is meant to be preserved and sustained. So when I said, when I saw that, I said, aha, uh -huh. so that's why she was mad at me. A resident is using demons to try to get credit and afflicting a woman's baby. You know, God used me to tear up that whole department. Nurses were fired. People were shuffled. One time the, the head Satanist came down. He was red boiling. He came down on the elevator and we both locked eyes. The demon in him was going to fight me. But as soon as he saw me, he just looked at me and got back in the elevator and went up. He was red boiling. I've never seen a Caucasian man, a white man, boiling red hot, all dressed in satanic black. Here I was, I was a sheep, ignorant of what's going on to some degree. But then God started opening my eyes. They tried everything to get me. One time I was being harassed by the people in the LGBT community for years. After that, they sent lesbians to me. After that, they sent prostitutes to me.
After that, they tried to make me marry some of the people in the Illuminati. I don't know who these people are, but they are mysterious and they just, they, when I, when I ask, I say, why are they after me? They say, they want your seed. They want the holy seed, but they don't want this holiness. They want the seed of the sheep of God, but they don't want to be part of God's sheep. And that's what's happening in the churches that Satan is taking gifts and talents outside of the house of God and turning them into reprobates. When someone like Onika Tanya Miraj, who calls herself Cardi B, I mean, calls herself Nicki Minaj, is supposed to be a powerful prophetess, is now on TV with a buttocks that has implants shaking her, you know what, on there. Instead of being a terror to the kingdom of darkness, there's a problem. When Cardi B is supposed to be a prophetess and she's doing whatever she's doing, there's a problem. Her name is Belkaliza Abmanis Almanza. She even confessed that her music is activating demons. If her music is activating demons, then God's music can activate his spirit. That's what the Bible says. God's wherever the spirit of God is, there is liberty. God inhabits the praises of his people. Some of you, God is sending you to situations. I remember one time I met a lady in Florida when I started my journey last year. God told me, leave New Jersey and go to Florida. I went from New York, New Jersey to Florida. And I was driving on to Florida, driving to Florida 22 hours straight. And God says, you're going to meet a young woman. Her name is Jennifer. So I wrote down the name Jennifer in my little notebook, my prophetic little scribey notebook. And I forgot about it. When I got to Florida, I spent two, three days driving around in my vehicle I was betrayed. I was battered. Things happened to me. People that were supposed to help me did not help me. Okay, that's all good. That happened. Yes, you're going to be betrayed even by your own kind. Even by people who say they're Christians. Some people say, oh, I'll take you in, Brother Joe, when I got there. Okay, sorry, Joe. I don't know you. So God said, stay in the vehicle. So I stayed in the vehicle for a couple of days. And then one day God said, okay, now go to this place, take a shower. I took my shower, came back, whatever, whatever. One day I went to this Walmart in New York in in Florida, and as I walked in this Walmart, I was I saw demons in the Walmart. God said, "Keep going." So I kept going. There were people in the Walmart who used witchcraft to get jobs. There were people who were in the Walmart who had stolen the the job of Christians through witchcraft, and they were in the positions of those Christians. Those Christians are jobless, but the witches and these people have stolen their job. That's what the Bible said, the kingdom of God suffered violence and violence take it by force. And this violence is not physical violence. It's spiritual violence through your prayer. If you don't tolerate evil or entertain evil, you are spiritually violent against that evil. When you see evil and you reject evil immediately, you are, you are against it. And that's why it doesn't have power. Some of you don't understand that the willpower of the righteous is what is maintaining the axis of power in the hands of the righteous. That's why the Illuminati and the New World Order could not be initiated during the COVID period because that was their plan. He said, I send you, behold, I send you as sheep among wolves. Be ye wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. I was never fearful of that COVID and I never wore a mask. God told me not to wear one. That was for me. 
Some people that have copied me, they got in trouble. Some of you are given specific assignments. So I met this long lady. I'm walking around, I'm waiting on the line. And God says, this is Jennifer. But I didn't pay attention. I felt maybe this could be her, maybe it could not be her. So I said, hey, sister, do you need, do you need prayer? She turned around and looked at me. This beautiful lady turned around and looked at me. I've never seen a woman that beautiful in my life. She said, how did you know I needed prayer? She said, you don't know what I've been going through. So I prayed for her. I led her to Christ. While I was praying for her, God told me she was a prophetess. I said, stop. I'm going to stop praying for you now. She said, why? I said, you're a prophetess. She was Dominican, mixed Dominican. I think Irish or Caucasian, Dominican, something like that. So I said to her, she said, you're right. She said, when I was 13, I used to have a lot of prophetic gifts. And then I came to America and from the age of about 14, 15, I've been in a sex cult. I've been sex trafficked all my life. And now I'm about 27 years old. I said, today the sex trafficking ends. She said, you're right. She said, God just delivered me from this. I just came out of this. And I want to write a book. I want to be on TV and expose this. I said, no, that's not the path God has for you. I said, you went through that so that God can use you as a testimony that if he can get you out, he can get others out. I said, if you go on TV and try to fight this on your own self and you allow all these people, I said, the people that are trying to tell you to be on TV are the same people who are part of that mess. Because I know the game of Satanists. They're two-headed snakes. They be, they'll be campaigning for a war and also campaigning against the war. Conquer and divide. Conquer and divide. Divide and conquer. Some of you don't know what is going on in our world because you are naive. The same people who are projecting war and causing war in between Israel and Hamas are the same people who are funding the war. The same people who said Black Lives Matter are the same people who are racist, but they're using money because they want to use divide and conquer. The same people that sent you a stimulus check are the same people that have invested money to turn America into a socialist dump and a prison. Because I know their secret, does that mean I should now start acting a fool? No. We just read in the book of Daniel, I mean Matthew. He says, I send you as sheep among wolves. Be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. All that time I knew all the Satanists and occultists in the hospital, I never spoke out against them. I just let God, God keep my mouth shut. Some of them wondered, why is it that with all the evil things they were doing to me, they, I did not complain. I didn't go crazy. One time a lady tried to cast a spell for me to run mad. It didn't work. The Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. I don't know why, but God is releasing testimonies for you to share with you tonight. Maybe, maybe because this is important for you to understand why he has sent you as sheep among wolves. Because all these testimonies are very much in line with this message. So I remember one time, Another baby called it, but this time, this baby had multiple cardiac surgeries. So they called for the uh, hospital and they called all the team. And when I walked into the room, they said, oh, we have to do the surgery in the room. So they called the whole room and sterilized the room and did all the things they needed to do. And while they were in there, I wasn't there with them. I was rounding at that time with someone else. 
I saw the doctor summon a demon into the surgical room to help him do the surgery. A demon manifested as a human form and walked right into that room with scrubs, a stethoscope, and walked in there. Someone said, how you know it's a demon? Well, when you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. Because the Holy Spirit will let you know. You can't explain the Holy Spirit. You can't explain what He lets you know. In the spiritual realm, do you know there is no speech? The only person that speaks in the spiritual realm is God. All the angels communicate on a different kind of communication level. Different to, than us on here on earth. Only certain angels are allowed to speak in the spirit as God permits. Some of you here, God is using this message to enhance your spiritual gifts. I am super, super, super blessed by God. All glory to God and super spiritually gifted by God. There's some gifts I can't talk about. There are things that God wants to use you to do in the spiritual realm that he will let you understand and you can't talk about it. Some of it, he will use it, use you to do it and make you forget about it. He will place a seal on your mind because he doesn't want the devil to know. He doesn't want you to, the devil to know what he can do and what he's doing through you because you are a hidden treasure of God. If you are sent as sheep in a wolf, excuse me, if you are sent as sheep amongst wolves, don't you think that God has given you gifts to defeat the wolves, confound the wolves, fool the wolves? Make the wolves attack each other. There's an anointing that God can give you will make your enemies begin to fight among themselves and tear themselves right in front of you. And you, they, will not, you won't, they won't even touch you because they can't. A demon walked in there. He was doing surgery. So I started praying. I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind this demon. I bind this demon. I bind this demon. There was a side of me that was afraid that the doctor would, the demon would, would leave and then the doctor would do something wrong and the baby would die. That was my fleshly side. But the spirit side was like, don't be afraid. So I started binding the demons. After you know what? The doctor said, okay, um, please call another doctor. And when he came out, you should have seen the terrifying, nasty look he gave me. He knew that I knew he was using demons to do surgery. Maybe I should write a book called Sheep among wolves to share with you all the testimonies of the things I've encountered. Maybe. If the Lord says so. One time I was writing a book and I said, God, I want you to give me the anointing that Adam and Eve had before they fell. And God gave me that anointing. I said, okay, God, I want you to make me the man that would, that would be the best man that every woman would want. On a, I said, God, give me the, let me, I asked God to make me see from the perspective of a woman, his relationship with the woman to, the, to God and God to the woman. And God did it in, in, in a split second. God has given me write-ups and books, things to write that will help women. I said, God, why is it that we're failing in marriage? God gave me the mystery and the solution. Some of you don't know how to ask God. You're scratching your head all the time. You're you know, the church age that we live in is always doing patch and fix. Fix and patch. Fix and patch. 
That's why I tell you sometimes, I don't, if you're asking me to pray, there's a level when God is using me to pray for, for somebody or you maybe using you to pray for somebody and they're fixing and patching. At some point, the fixing and patching has to end and you have to stand on your own faith. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is irritated by certain people who come around me asking for prayer all the time. And I'm saying it's any of you here. It could be, it may not be, but it's not most of you here. And I said to myself, I said, you know what? Why am I feeling irritated? It's the Holy Spirit. I said, God, give me the answer to the solution. I remember one day Gabriel came to me and all of a sudden I started writing. I wrote a whole book about women, mystery of the woman. God said, do not release this until I say so. When I wrote that book, I mean, wrote those things, I was, I'm not even married. But the anointing of God made me take my pen. By the time I was done writing, I had written in multiple notepads. One time I asked God to show me and write, I wanted to expose the devil. And I started writing and the devil came and flicked the pen out of my hand physically. I just felt something knock the pen out of my hand. I said, don't worry about it. He's mad. And I said, who is it? He said, it's the devil. Devil don't like being exposed. I wasn't afraid when that happened. I took my pen and the angel of God was already ready to dictate to me. And Satan, Lucifer came and I heard Lucifer, Lucifer. I said, the Lord rebuke you, Lucifer. God is able to do anything. So if you're a man here, ask God to give you the anointing that he gave to Adam and what he gave to Adam before Adam fell so that you can be the best godly husband that God wants you to be. So the man was mad and angry at me. I'll give you this one last testimony as the Lord wills before I end tonight because I need to go get some food and rest and pray. One time God gave me a message about time manipulation and how we are all living under time manipulation and how we who are in the spirit are, are free from that time manipulation. When we start praying, you break free from Satan's time manipulation. There are people that are spraying the air with chemicals, but those are not chemicals. Those are potions. And those potions create a massive bubble over the earth so that if one person is standing in America they can cast spells on the whole world because that bubble enables that spell to cover the whole world. But what does the Bible says? It says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The Bible says worship the Lord and the firmament of his power. Why do you think they have to keep spraying it all the time? Because every time that you and I pray, every time you and I read the Bible, every time God sends an angel to break their spell, they got to go in there and try to renew it again. But the Bible says the mercies of God are new every morning because if it wasn't by his mercies, we would be dead sheep dead in sin, assassinated by the devil. Some of you, the devil knew that you were going to be a threat to his kingdom. So by the time you were ready to be born, he caused your mother to bleed out or maybe your mom had a C-section or maybe they, they, you were born with a breech position and the doctor had to put his hands inside of your mother's, um, you know what, birth canal and try to reposition while he was doing that. The doctor was a Satanist and they, they snapped or they pushed a nerve to, to destroy certain things in your body or to make you spiritually out of sync or mess with your brainwaves. They did all of that stuff to you and you still beat the odds. Why? Psalm 34 verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Psalm 34 verse 19. 
but the Lord delivers them from them all. Some of you may not know that when you are born, you have a baby born, you think it's normal for, for them to put electrodes on the baby's heads. The excuse is that, oh, we need to rain, we need to check their brain activities, all alive from the pit of hell. Ask yourself where and who is storing all of that, who's reading all of those things, the devil and his kingdom. They want to know which brain level of which of us is going to rise or is easy to access God's throne. The alpha wave brain waves, delta brain waves, beta brain waves, omega. Omega is terrible to those who run this world. They hate anybody that has the ability to have a brain wave that's omega. They don't even have the perfect nodes to read omega because God is alpha and what? Omega. So when you're praying, you're vibrating or your brainwaves are moving at a delta. It cannot be man manipulated. So some of you have been targeted from birth, even before you were born. Before you were conceived, the devil know that you are about to be born. Scientists have found out that when a man and a woman meet in, in, in intimacy, the moment the man's sperm touches the egg, there is a bright light that comes on the egg immediately. They cannot trace where that light comes from. What does the Bible say in the beginning? It says, let there be light and there was light. That means that every conception, every sexual intercourse that results in conception, God is present. Whether or not it is in marriage or not, God is still present. Demons are also present. Some of you don't know that those people they call trannies or transvestites that are born with breasts of a woman and, and uh, the uh, private parts of a man don't understand that some of those births are demonic. Demons mess with those babies before they were conceived and were able to manipulate because of whatever reason, maybe because of transgression or whatever. But I tell you that a lot of people who are born like that and they are Holy Spirit filled, some of you are not understanding. In the last days, there's going to be a revival and you're going to see transvestites coming to Christ in their circle and doing revivals and being filled with the Holy Ghost and standing and preaching. Because a man is a man based on what is below his waist, not what's on top of his chest. I've ministered to transvestites. They call them trannies. God had opened the door for me to have a ministry to minister to these people and lead them to Christ and bring them out of the things that they're doing. God loves all people. I remember one day I was in I was in Brussels and there were two tra two trannies there. They were all Spanish. And I walked up to them and I said, I want to pray for you. And I talked to them about God and led them to Christ. I know they were doing they were they were sex trafficking themselves. I prayed and God broke that yoke. And while I was talking to them, people were looking at me disgusted. Some of the people looking at me were so-called Christians. And some of them were looking at me like I was a pervert. But I didn't care about that. All I cared about was their soul. Sheep among wolves. God knows that those are his sheep. That's why he sent me there. If they were not his sheep, then he would not send me there. And when he sent me there, he gave me the wisdom to speak. 
He gave me the self-discipline. Some of you don't understand that the Holy Spirit is able to use your weakness. Your weakness is not a deficiency of God's power. Your weakness is a deficiency of the flesh. It's a deficiency of the flesh. Because the Word of God says, the Lord's strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. The Lord's strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. So a sheep might be the weakest animal in the animal kingdom by other animals, but it has enough strength to withstand the venom of the serpent bite. If a, if a serpent bites a lion, a venomous serpent bites a lion, you bet believe that lion is dying. You best believe it's dying. Any other creature that's bitten by a cobra or a venomous serpent is dying. Why is it that the sheep and honey badger, and I think also maybe the mongoose, not the mongoose 100%, depends on what kind of uh, venomous serpent we're talking about, is able to survive that venom bite. We rebuke all haters here in the name of Jesus. Antichrist spirits, we silence in Jesus' name. Whenever there's a testimony, the devil always send a, send a wolf. <clears throat> Excuse me, always send a wolf in sheep's clothing to try to challenge the testimony. If you're on here, you don't like what we're saying, you're, to, you're welcome to leave. If you keep trying to disrupt you, I will banish you physically and spiritually. So they read your baby's brainwaves. And they have a database of every, every baby who has a strong brainwave. And they target those babies. Demons and fallen angels target your babies. But they target all they want to, but they cannot succeed. Because your babies are protected by angels of God. Mothers can and have always accosted angels. Mary came, in, came into contact with Gabriel. Mary, the mother of Jesus. There are many women who had encounters with angels in the Bible. Maybe not so many, but select handful. That's what the Bible says. When women pray, their head should be covered because of the angels. There's power on their heads because of the angels. When women pray or prophesy. So you are sent as sheep in a dark world. They put electrodes on everybody's brain when you're born to read your electrical activity in your brain to see there are other things they look at that they don't tell you to see whether how strong your brain waves are. The, the sharpest and the most brightest people, they always resonate on the brainwave of Delta and Alpha or Omega. If you look online and you're going to research what kind of brain waves, there's a brain wave of sleepiness. That is the level that the satanic elites want you to be at. Easily manipulated. That's why when you read the word of God, your mind is sharpened. Physically and spiritually. If the Lord is sending you, he's going to, you're going to take instructions as he did, as his son did from the father. Jesus said, whatever the father tells me to do, that I do. Even at the moment when Jesus was about to crucify, he was asking his father. He said, Father, if it's your will, let this cup pass away from me. Because it was too much. 
your sin and my sin was too much to bear. But God gave him the grace to bear it. So if you're sent as sheep in amongst wolves, he will give you the grace to bear and endure. And we're not alone. There are angels of God sent by God to protect you. I'll give you this one testimony and then I'll close out in prayer. I remember one of my clinical rotations before I graduated. I had to spend an, a night in a PSE, PSG lab. Poly, um, poly, so, so, um, what did I, I forgot how to say it again. It's a sleep lab. Let me just say it that way. A sleep lab where they monitor brain waves. They monitor your sleep patterns. They do sleep studies on you to see for certain people, because certain people when they when they sleep at night, their brain shuts down and for for a short moment, they're not breathing, and then their body's losing oxygen and somehow in some way the brain restarts again and then the uh, body kicks into a state of uh, urgency and the heart starts beating and then they have irregularity with their breathing patterns and all of that. I'm not going to go too deep in the specifics. And that's, they usually do this to put people who are on either BiPAP or CPAP or people who have advanced um, uh, apnea. So I remember this day, I was fasting and praying and I had to do this study i mean do this rotation i had to go in there learn from the people who did it as part of the respiratory field and um and i was driving i got to the place as i stepped into the room i knew there were witches that night there so i remember sitting there studying and waiting for the patients to come, they would want to do sleep. For some mysterious reasons, the patients did not come. After a while, one or two patients came. And then they, the nurse came to me and said, Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just stay in the room. Nothing's going on. You know, just stay in there. If anything comes, we'll, we'll let you know. You can just read your book, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm right there and I started, if someone says stop praying, so I start praying. I start praying in the Holy Ghost, I start praying inside of me. As I started praying, the anointing of God comes on me. And I hear a commotion in the room. The nurse comes out and I look at her, but she can't look at me. She looked like fire burnt her from the top of her head. She was red hot. Her hair was frazzled. She was so ashamed that she ran out of the room and ran into the women's room. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. Not my business. I just came here to do my study. I just can't wait to go. So it was raining. It was snowing that day and there was a snow alert in New Jersey. So I, they told me I was not going to be staying for too long. So... She went into the bathroom, came out, walked back into the patient room, came out again, walked out into the bathroom, and I felt this heat around me. I felt a bubble or a sphere of heat and light around me. Unknown to me, but by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, she was a witch. 
and she was a Satanist and a high-level priestess of Satan. And she was chanting incantations against me and spells in the bathroom. When she tried to do that, the fire of God burnt her in the bathroom. And she came out red hot. She came out red hot and she could not keep her composure. So, oh, Joe, you can go, you can go. They're not coming in tonight. We don't know why, but as soon as you came, they just canceled. God told me that he let it happen because those people who are going to come, if they had come, there will be sacrifices for the devil that week. Some of you don't understand that God is using you as a showstopper of the devil's show. The devil's shit show to take people to hell. God is using you as a sheep to stop that, sh that show from happening. The sin world that we live in is like poop. And the devil loves when people are swimming in poop because it enables him to send them to hell. Sorry if I offended anybody, but that's how it is. This world is full of poop. Sin-filled world. I just said it the way it is. No cursing. Just said it the way it is. Let's go back again. It says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. Let's see the reason why Jesus sent us as sheep. It says in verse 7 of Matthew 10, it says, As ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. I would like to point this out to all those so-called prosperity preachers, that low part that says, Freely ye have received, freely give. If God uses it to effect healing. Let the people give freely. Don't demand and command them to give certain amounts of money because the gift is free. Hallelujah. It says, And they overcame the devil, the dragon, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. What God has given to you as his sheep, the devil can't take it from you unless you hand it to the devil. And some of you, have already given up on your relationship with God. You've given up on your faith on God, but God has not given up on you. Because when you wanted to give up, God says, oh no, you don't. My grace is sufficient for you. Peter besought the Lord Jesus. He said, please take this thorn away from me. God says, Jesus said to Peter, said, my grace is sufficient. He said, I besought the Lord thrice to take this thorn out of my flesh. Peter was, was dealing with something in his flesh. He was lonely. He was... He was alone in his walk with God. So all of you are here who are quick to point out and condemn all these preachers that fall into fornication and adultery. Paul, excuse me, I mean Paul. Paul, you don't understand that some things are meant to happen in your life as a testament in heaven against the devil. You know when they're about to catch certain people and they, they have uh, weaknesses to testify against that individual to take them down? 
That is how God has sent you. He has sent you to this world as a testament that no matter what the devil does to you, your testimony will take the devil down on that white throne day of God's judgment. Right now, that judgment session is in procession, about to be in procession. And some of us, God will let the devil increase his assault against us. But the Bible says, it says, when the devil comes like a flood, when the enemy comes like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against the devil. God's standard against the devil is you and I, by his word, on his word, through his word, in his word. For we can do nothing about ourselves. Celebrate Jesus, my sister. We don't celebrate Christmas. It's a pagan holiday, but celebrate Jesus. He loves you. He says, as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely ye give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses. That means don't be so focused on just having gold and silver all the time. Live by faith. Most of my journeys in this evangelistic and missionary or prophetic journey has been moments where I woke up one morning, I had barely had enough money in my bank account. And then the next morning, God is sending me to a location and I woke up in the morning and then the money is there. That is faith. You are sent to have faith. You came to this world without a bank account. So why are you so obsessed when your bank account has a zero balance or there's not enough money there? Your Father in heaven owns all things. Somewhere here, God is giving you a breakthrough key tonight for the new year. You're receiving a massive key, angelic key from God's angels for the new year because you're listening to what God is saying today to you. Verse 10, it says, No script for your journey. Script is what you used to write, I believe. Neither two goats, neither shoes, nor yet stays, for the workman is worthy of his meat. That means wherever you go, you're supposed to be blessed. Some of you are not giving blessings that are due and worthy of men and women of God that are sent to you. A laborer is worthy, worthy of his wages. Those who labor in the Lord, you must and should bless them. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. A lot of us are not working on this principle because we're living in so-called claim quote-unquote modern age god's faith is ancient that's why they call god the ancient of days hallelujah and when you come into a house salute it and if the house be worthy let your peace come upon it but if it be not worthy let your peace return to you and whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city Shake off the dust off your feet. You are sent as sheep among wolves. There will you be accepted. And some places you'll be rejected. Some places you'll be antagonized. And sometimes the devil will try to use your weak emotions to antagonize others. And in that moment, God will convict you. I've been convicted a lot of times doing evangelism. Sometimes I said things a little too harsh. I've been through it. God has trained me and is still training me. You're learning. You never stop learning in God's kingdom. We will always be dependent on God. So if God is sending you as a sheep among wolves, you better you better rely on him 100%, even beyond 100%. Surrender all to him. 
Verse 15 says, Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. I told you before that I was harassed by people who were gay, homosexual, and lesbian. Then after a while, God turned that harassment to love. They began to love to hear what God had, had to say through me. They began to ask me for prayer on the trains on New York City in the subway. Because the Bible says love conquers all. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpent and harmless as a dove. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils, and they will scorch you in their synagogues. This is why God is telling letting you know the distinction, so that you don't compromise. You are sheep, so don't compromise. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Didn't I tell you before about the testimony? You're going to be brought... You're going to be court-martialed. Some countries, some missionaries have been hung, faced firing squad, electric chair. Some of you heard about Richard Wombrandt. He was tortured when there was communism in Romania. He says, But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. Brothers and sisters, fellow men and women here who are believers in Christ, we are at that moment where we are going to have to either decide to follow the master, the shepherd, and be sheep or be wolves because persecution is coming to the church. It's going to be ramped up. I've been around many places in the world since God has sent me, and I'm still traveling around the world. And sometimes when I'm preaching, people spit, people lambast, they mock. They scoff. Some of them try to harass me, put their hands on me. But in the day, it's all going to be a testament. He said, But when they deliver you up, take note of how or what you shall speak for. Shall be giving you that same as what you shall speak for. It is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. What is the Spirit of the Father? The Holy Spirit. So you don't need to worry about what you're going to say. When they tell you that you have to either compromise on your faith because of Sodom and Gomorrah, are you going to stand on your faith? When you're going to minister to people who are gay, homosexual, lesbian, you declare your faith, but you let them know that they are loved by God. Because God loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. It says, And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall raise up against their parents, and cause them to be put to death, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. You've been given the endurance you need as sheep among wolves. He says in verse 23, But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. Hello, all you people out here in America, in the Western world, some of you in Africa, in different parts of the seven countries in the world. God's been giving you visions and dreams to leave where you are and go somewhere else, but you're not listening. You're not listening. God knows more than you do. Divine relocation is coming for a lot of people. Some of you have had dreams where God is moving you or, or giving you dreams and visions to leave certain places in America or even leave the country 
but you're not listening. He says, when ye when they persecute you, what you should do in this, when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. So we're going to have to go through what the Israelites did. They were fugitives. Fugitives for God. They were always on the move. They didn't have a, a, a permanent location. Some of you don't like that, but that's the absolute truth. It's right here in the scripture. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. Verse 25 of Matthew 10. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant be as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? He says, Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that should not be revealed and hid that should not be known. What I tell you in darkness that ye speak in light, and what ye hear in the air that preach ye on the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear them, excuse me, but fear him, excuse me, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall fall, shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head, head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore ye are of more value than many sparrows, as sparrows as type of a bird. God loves sparrows. That's why Jesus is talking about sparrows here. But he's saying we are more worth than sparrows. Wherefore, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. For who, But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth, but I'm, I came not to send peace but a sword. Sword means to change the word. And war against the devil. You are called to war. You are royal priest of the holy nation, brother of darkness into the marvelous light of God. For I am come to set a man at variance against his mother, and the daughter against her mother. Excuse me, I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. Who sent Jesus the Father? He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Hallelujah. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And where whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall have, he shall in no wise lose his reward. This is your greatest challenge to stand where God has placed you. One time I went to the Netherlands many years ago on a missions trip. That was my first missions trip way before God called me full time into ministry. I was still in training in school. I was still taking my pre-meds and all of that. Somehow I was able to go on a missions trip. I was really excited, but I didn't understand the other side of the missions trip. So I went to the Netherlands and this brother, he was a missionary and he had come to America from the Netherlands and he spoke Dutch and all of that. And we became very good friends. And then one day the church organized a youth mission trip to the Netherlands. So I went there and he had a sheep farm. 
as soon as he stood by the gate of the sheep and he made a certain hand sign or lifted up a staff, the sheep will come. I was so blown away by that, just that smoothness. And they will all gather around him. He said, these are my sheep. I said, do you know that this sheep here is representative of the work that God has given to you? I want to send a warning to you in love, my fellow brothers and sisters. Some of us want, some of you sisters here, especially sisters, you're very eager and thirsty to be in a relationship. Don't marry the wrong person that will destroy you from being the helper of the shepherd that God has given for you to marry. And you men out here, stop being thirsty to run after women who are not going to help you to be the true shepherd under the master shepherd. Because when when this brother, when I looked at the woman he was with, I was like, no, 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 no. She's not, she's not even supposed to be with him. She was always complaining, always bickering, always. And some women don't understand what God has committed into their hands. When God dropped an anointed man of God into your life, you better know that he's going to be a shepherd of sheep. And if you're not ready to stand with him and help him, you might as well just hand over the reins and let somebody else do the job before the devil lose you. God forbid, use you to self-destruct yourself and the work. Because my goodness, the wrong woman would take a wrong, a righteous man down. And the wrong man would take a righteous woman down. I am not perfect. Neither are you in the flesh, but our perfection is in the spirit. So pray through the breakthrough when it comes to relationships. Some of us have made mistakes. Some of us are valuing our relationship based on sexual intimacy and fantasy and all of that. And some of us are just oppressed. There's a there's a level of, of, of your walk with God where when you're young and single, the devil will begin to oppress you so that you make the wrong decisions. Either marry the wrong person or give up the right person that God has given to you. That's why you need to learn at the master's feet. Drink from the pure well of God's word. Because you don't know what God has committed into your hands. Abraham did not know he would be the father of many nations until he walked with God and God tested Sarah all the way till she was, what, 99? And she messed up. But the Bible says that if a righteous man falls, God will raise him back up. If God had judged only Sarah, that would have a ripple effect on Abraham. So God upheld Abraham and upheld Sarah because Sarah was supposed to help Abraham. But in the end, Abraham ended up playing the role of helping Sarah because God came to visit Abraham. And Abraham was the only one aware that God came in human form to visit his own creation with his two angels. When you're not walking as a sheep, you will lose your dream, lose your focus, lose your mission, lose your passion, lose your gifts, and you'll be caged or trapped by the enemy. But Jesus is that master shepherd who will go after that one sheep that is trapped and lost. So when you are saved, you use you to save others. This is all I have to share tonight. I love you, Lord. 
And I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul. Rejoice in all I bring. Let this be a sweet, sweet sound in your ears. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul. Rejoice in all I bring. Let this be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, for tonight. I bless your holy name. I give you praise and glory and honor and adoration. I ask, O oh God, Father, that the words that I've shared with your brothers, my brothers and sisters in Christ, my fellow sheep in Christ, sheep brothers and sheep sisters, I pray that these words will resonate through their souls, their minds, their bodies, their spirits, into the new year and beyond, Father. I pray that you create a storehouse in their memory to remember this moment. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you help us to remind one another that we're not ordinary creations. We are supernatural creations. We are sheep sent into the world by you under the shepherdship of your son, Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, to be sheep amongst wolves. And you have commanded and given us a commandment that we are to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So I pray, Father, you help us to be wiser than serpents and harmless as a dove and to stay as sheeps, live as sheeps of God, speak as sheeps of God, dress as sheeps of God, walk as sheeps of God to bring change to our world that is becoming demonically possessed like wolves. Lord, make us that bright sheep of yours, shining with the brightness of your glory. And turn, 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 turn the world around for your glory. In Jesus' almighty name. Amen. I pray for someone. She said, I need prayer for my lungs. I already gave a prophecy for healing of lungs or airwaves. When I started this live, I believe you're that individual, so receive your blessing from the Lord. Someone is carrying a heavy burden tonight. I pray the Lord will lift that burden for you. In the name of Jesus, somewhere your mind is zeroed out. You need to zero into God. That means that you should forget about everything and just get into God's presence. Tune out everything and just be in His presence on your own without any distractions. I believe that everybody needs a spiritual reset at some point in their lives, if not every day. I also believe that you also need a reset with nature because God speaks through nature. Many times God will have me travel to different countries and when I'm traveling, I mean, different states in America, 
And when I'm traveling on the highway, I go to these suburbs. I remember when I traveled to Mississippi and I just loved the air on the highway and the, the nature. I remember one time I something happened. We bind the spirit of blasphemy and cast it out to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus exists. He lives forever. I remember one time I was traveling on the highway. I, I forgot the name of the highway. I think it was Interstate 202 or something like that. I can't remember. And I got out of the vehicle. Something happened to my vehicle. I wanted to check the tires. And I got out the vehicle. And the highway was very dark. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, look up to the heavens. And I looked up. Do you know the whole sky was filled with bright stars shining? I've never seen as many stars shining as that, that night. I think I may have taken a picture. I don't remember. But those stars lit up the highway for, for almost maybe about five, ten minutes. No cars were coming down that night on that highway. So it was pitch dark. I had never seen stars like that in the New York skyline, but I was traveling in that area where there best maybe there's less pollution, less demonic activity. And God says, these are the angels I've sent to protect you. And in, that, in those stars, I could see Archangel Michael and Gabriel. God opened my eyes for a brief moment in the spirit to see what I was looking at. There is a veil, brothers and sisters, that covers you in this world. But when you have the word of God, it lifts the veils away. Someone's asking me about the winter solstice. I believe uh, Sister Daniela and Brother Thomas, can you uh, look it up for me? I remember I read a book by Rebecca Brown. It's called He Came to Set the Captives Free. If you have a chance to, please read all her books. He Came to Set the Captives Free, Unbroken Curses, and... Uh, prepare for war and vessels of honor. She's passed away now. My was blessed to be in my mom was blessed to be in uh in um, a brief revival with her here in London many years ago. Uh, she's from the United States of America but she passed on the glory. She was a doctor and God called her out of the medical field. They called her kind of names. They took her license away. They called her cuckoo. They said all kinds of things to her. And she battled a lot of Satanists and God used her to bring a high level Satan, Satanic priestess out of the kingdom of darkness. And because of that, she was targeted. But I remember reading some of the things she shared and I went through some of the things she went through too. It almost looked as if we had the similar testimony or the same testimony, but it's, it can never be the same. It may be similar, but it won't be the same. And she mentioned something about the winter, winter, excuse me, the winter solstice. And I think it's something demonic or satanic where they're doing rituals around that time, but they summon demons. During those times, werewolves do appear. I have actually encountered werewolves in a very ungodly attack made against me by Satanists driving one night in New Jersey. And the streets got quiet and I knew something was coming. And all of a sudden, my car stopped working. It was a brand new vehicle, but the demons manifested as werewolves. Somebody summoned it to kill me. And I not realized later on when I read in a book that whoever they summon werewolves to, that means they're ready to kill you. They want you dead and you will never escape without God's power. When I went there that night, I just felt the angel close by me. And I saw the werewolf in the spirit stand in front of my car and they just, they just took the thing like a piece of paper and tossed it away. Werewolves do exist. Some of you think they're folkery. Oh, yes, they do exist. I've seen a lot of stuff, been through a lot of stuff. 
stuff has been thrown at me. Some of you, God cannot give you certain experiences because your faith is not there or maybe you're just, he didn't design you for that. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were designed to stand in that fire. They were given and prepared that faith even before they were born. Okay. So we plead the blood of Jesus against any occult rituals worldwide that are being done with the winter uh, solstice. They're doing some manipulation with the uh, cycles of the moon and, and the, whatever it is they want to do. Um, we pray, O oh God, Father, that you send your angel to dismantle the whatever demons are released to any Catholic masses or any masses that are under cover for under the cover of the uh, Catholic Church. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We also pray, Father, that your power and your anointing will move to protect all of us. We're not afraid because you've not called us to live in fear. We pray that you break every yoke of depression of my sister, Jessica Graber. In Jesus' name, I pray that witchcraft has been directed against you be broken. And I pray the power and the blood of Jesus will elevate you to the spiritual realm where of God, where witches cannot touch you, where warlocks cannot touch you, where wizards cannot touch you. In the name of Jesus, pray with Psalm 61, verse 2, every night. Ask God and say, God, lift me to the realm above this attack. Make me invisible to this attack. Okay? And you keep praying it. Eventually, you will rise in the spirit. You will also rise through fasting and prayer. All right? God loves you, my sister, and everyone here. This live will be available for you to re-listen to on Apple Podcasts at Joel Isaiah 2022. Spotify at Joel Isaiah 2022. SoundCloud at Joel Isaiah 2022. All right. It's 2.30 a.m. in the morning here in United Kingdom. It's 9.30 p.m. in America on the East Coast. So I'm going to get my beauty rest or whatever you want to call it, my prophetic rest, whatever it is, and get recharged for Monday and whatever God has in stock. I'll be preaching on the streets, evangelizing. So please join in, like, share, and subscribe, and continue to give abundantly. Be a cheerful giver to the Lord. All right. I've been doing this since I've been leaving, since I left the United States of America, sacrificing my sleep, and uh, I just have to do it. Obviously, it's a sacrifice. Because if I try to do the lives late at night, some of you will not be on here. You will miss this message. So. Again, the website for this outreach is swordofthespiritofgod.com, swordofthespiritofgod.com. I have platforms on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok number one, TikTok number two, Rumble, and also YouTube. I have a YouTube page if you can follow me on YouTube as well. Um, I need about 50 followers or subscribers according to YouTube to be able to go live. So um, you can follow me on YouTube. Uh, I'll put in my YouTube is Joel, J-O-E-L-O-R-3292. That's Joel, O-R-3292. I'm going to put it in the comment section or you can just type it in yourself. Joel, O-R-3292. All right. And you can share, like, and subscribe to build the base there. Okay. Uh, my first YouTube account was taken down, so I have another one now. So, um, 
we'll use what we can for God's glory. So the website is swordofthespiritofgod.com. If you click on testimonies, that testimony is there, book is there. Someone said release a gospel album. Yeah, I already have some songs that God gave me, and I have a brother in Christ who's working on that. I don't want to. I don't want to put it on any of these satanic platforms. So, when I when it's ready, um, I will put it on a platform that will give me the liberty to do what I like and to give God the glory. All right. So, um, in the meantime, please continue to be a light in a dark world and remember who you are. You are the son of a king. You are the daughter of a king. The king of kings and lord of lords, and you are sheep. You are sent as sheep on assignment don't forget your assignment don't forget your call don't forget your stand don't forget your purpose okay um keep fighting the good fight of faith to the very end to your last drop or last breath all right so this is all for now wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday i'll be doing live services wednesday youth outreach thursday bible study again Friday Men's Fellowship, Saturday Women's Fellowship, and Praise, Worship, and the Word on a Sunday. Um, so this is all I have for tonight. We counsel any agendas for bloodshed, for war, for poison, and the food. Please make sure you stock up on vitamins, natural vitamins, not vitamins from the lab or, or, in, or, the, or the pharmacy. Okay, you can make your own antibiotic using honey, uh, ginger, garlic, and some of the spices. Learn and learn and learn so you don't end up in the hospital for something you should not be in there for. Okay. So, um, Psalm 61, verse 2, my sister, for hope, and Isaiah 26, verse 3. If you need prayers for warfare, I have a prayer blog. You can find it on the website at swordofthespiritofgod.com. Click on the prayer blog for deliverance link, and you will see. Um, a white moving banner. Click on the white moving banner. When you click on the white moving banner, a, a blog spot page will pop up and you can scroll through the prayers there. All right. And if you want me to give you other prayer links, I can as well. I will be updating the prayer link for the blog spot for prayers for 2024. There is a prayer link there for 2023, which you can sample for 2024 if you like. Very powerful prayers. I think it was about 40 or 60 prayer points that God gave me. I am very much in a deficit of uploading the things God has given to me. And I believe at some point in time, either me or someone else, either before me or if God permits or after me, we'll be able to do all of these uploads and put them up there. But I'll try to upload as much as I can. There are tons of prayers God has given me over the years, um, directly from the Holy Spirit, prayer points, warfare prayer points and teachings and stuff like that. All right. So... Um, I, I love the Lord and I love you all. Some of there was one time God gave me something. I thought it was a sermon. It ended up being an entire book. So maybe at some point when I do get a chance to, I'll be able to print all of that, put it out there. And, um, so you guys can, I mean, my favorite, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you're not guys, um, will be able to read it and share with others and experience your testimony matters the most because it's your testimony that gives you victory over the enemy okay 12 uh, revelations 12 17 said never came the dragon by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony and they love not their lives unto the death all right so i am pleased to be a servant of the lord in my generation and to all generations as the lord wills for me to be
and a servant to serve you in God's kingdom. And the scripture I meant to quote to you is Revelation 12, 11, not 12, 17. 12, 11. Okay. So, till now, till we meet again, my brothers and sisters, shalom. I will be doing, I will be putting up a link for you all to be able to join in for the New Year service on TikTok. TikTok is Joel Isaiah 2022. Excuse me, not 2022. Joel Isaiah 2020. Um, Prophet Elijah 2020. I'll put it up there for the New Year's Eve service. So you guys can join in. I'm going to do two years, two services, one for the people here in Europe and one for you guys in America. So while America, Europe is already in the new year, I would have to stay up and stay up for you guys, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to do the new year service and be part of it. And um, I'm hoping that God will bless me so I can rent out a whole house to myself here in London, a whole Airbnb so that I'll have, be able to make all the noise I want to make. Because a lot of times people complain when I'm doing lives. The devil uses people to complain in, in shared Airbnb. So it's going to probably cost me a couple hundred or two hundred dollars per night. I know God will provide. And if, it, if I get the money, I'll set it up. And I'll have the whole place to myself. Make all the noise I want to make. And shout as long as I want. And we're going to praise God. <laughs> and, and give him the best praise. Give him the best praise, the best worship. So if you want to support me on that, you can do so. If you're here for the first time, welcome. And um, if you want to bless this outreach, the information is on the is on the page. Cash app is dollar sign targeted number four Jesus Christ. PayPal is Joel8915 at hotmail.com. Venmo is at targeted number four Jesus Christ. Um, and if you want to Zelle or Apple Cash, you can message me on Instagram at JoelIsaiah20 and I'll provide that information for you. I am in need of getting more Bibles. I have the first batch of Bibles ready to be shipped from the U.S. to the U.K. And I'm waiting for the contact there to give me an estimate to ship it by UPS. I will be shipping it by UPS because I don't have to worry about dealing with the nonsense from customs. So, And I'll pay just a little bit of some fees and I'll be good to go. Last time I tried to use the other channels, the Bibles were long delayed and I ended up giving them boatloads of money, but I didn't care. Those Bibles came and lots of people received Christ and were very happy. Some received the Bible, some received Christ just because I gave them the Bible as a gift. So think about that for a second. A gift opens a person's heart. All right. So some people have never got gifts in a long time on any time of their lives. So you give them that wonderful gift of the word. Give them the word on Christmas. Say, listen, I'm a Christian and you're celebrating Christmas, but I don't celebrate Christmas. I hear I give you the word about the living, the living Christ, the living word, Jesus Christ, the living word. You give them that word uh, and you will see the hand of God begin to move. Okay. And let them know that it's Jesus Christ that matters. It's not the tree. It's not the gift. It's, you know. It's Jesus Christ. I don't celebrate Christmas. I tell you the straight truth. I am not a pagan. I don't conform to the things of this world. I'm not condemning you if you do so. But if you're a Christian, you should know that it is a pagan holiday. And God has already told us not to do things that are pagan. If you read the book of Jeremiah chapter 10, it's right there. It's right there. By the words of the word of God, you will be judged. So you can't live half in, half in with God, half in with the world. All right. The Bible says, we are therefore now no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you are living outside of the word, you're outside of the word and you're outside of Christ. So might might do yourself a service to get rid of all these things and start 
worshiping God on the holy days. Leave the holidays for those who love the world. Holidays is H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S. Holy days is H-O-L-Y-D-A-Y-S. Satan removed the word Y and changed it to I. So think about that for a moment. There are people who are non-believers um, who have been used to expose Christmas and the satanic side of Christmas, the pedophilic side of Christmas. So some of you find, you think I'm going too far down the rabbit hole. Well, you don't need to go too far down the rabbit hole. Once you see the rabbit hole to the devil, you skip from the rabbit hole to the devil and you go to the side where you're supposed to be, on the sheep side. Okay, so don't stick your head in the devil's rabbit hole. Stick it out and be the sheep that God has called you to be. Bring change, put on the armor, fight the good fight of faith, love others, but love to change, not love to compromise. All right. Thank you all again. I love you all. The love of Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you. Um, someone says here on another app that I'm using here called the Clapper app. Says, hi, James, being seen number 59 on the clock. Do you know the meaning? No, I don't know the meaning. I do know that the number five represents grace and the number nine represents completion. So maybe God is giving you grace to repent if you're not a believer. And maybe your life will come to a completion in Christ if you accept him or outside of Christ. So I'm not into numerology, but the numbers in the Bible, the numbers belong to God. The number 17 is a number of deliverance. When God was delivering Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, from the fiery furnace. He said the fiery furnace was heated one seven times. That's 17 times. And God delivered him from the heat of a 17-fold fiery furnace. So stay away from satanic numbers and neurology, but God owns numbers. Five is the number of grace. Eight is the number of completion. Eight represents Jesus Christ. It also represents a lot of other things in the Bible. You read in the scripture, it's all in between the lines, precept upon precept, line upon line. All right. I won't be answering any more questions any longer because I want to end this live and get my rest. If you have questions and you want me to answer your questions, you can message me on the platforms that I mentioned. My Facebook is Joel Isaiah, Joel Isaiah with the Ark of the Covenant and the Cherubims in Gold. Feel free to join in and message me there if you like or on Instagram if you want to talk to me or talk to me on the phone. You could message me on Instagram and I will be able to you can hit the call feature there on Joel Isaiah 20 and, and, and I'll talk to you or pray with you or one-to-one. -one. There's no charge for anything here. But don't be a miser and don't be a robber. Stop robbing people who should be blessed. Be a blessed. As the Bible says it's blessed to give than to receive. So give your time, give your money, give your substance to the Lord. The Bible says do not come empty-handed to the presence of God. Okay. So in the olden times, they always had to come to the house of God to give something. Nobody ever left without giving something. If you didn't have to give, you ask somebody to tell, say, I don't have to give. Oh, okay, here, here, take this and give. Because they reverence God and they understood the purpose. All right, so having said this, this is all for today. God bless you all for those of you on Facebook. And I love you all, Sister Kayla, Sister Inelli, uh, Sister Christy, Sabrina, Alexander, Octavia, and Dee Delmont. God bless you. Um, proximity, whatever it is. Someone said, do you think technology we have was a gift from God? No, technology is not a gift from God. Technology is a gift from the devil. The Bible says that when Satan, Satan caused Eve and Adam to eat of the tree of knowledge and evil, 
Technology has promises you good, but it gives you knowledge of evil. Technology is taught by fallen angels. It's not a gift from God. The technology we're using today is not a gift from God. God permits us to use it because we are cast. the devil is cast onto this world, in this world with us. And because man decided to cohabitate and be in agreement with the devil, God allowed the devil to rule over this world. Technology promises you good, but it has more capacity to do evil. When the people who came out with vaccination came out with the vaccine and, and the use of vaccines, they came out with a vaccine that says if you take it, you can be fine. Vaccine for polio or whatever. Now vaccination is being weaponized as a biological weapon to do all kinds of stuff, which if I start talking about it, they'll probably censor me. So um, think about that for a moment, okay? Now they say, okay, you know, um, yeah, you can have, we have designer babies now. You can go to the lab and, uh, and if you want your babies to be green colored, we can make them green. If you want your babies to have a large breasts or buttocks or tall, we can do it in a lab. This is the abomination of desolation. The abomination of desolation is going to de destroy the gene pool of our DNA genomes. That is the agenda of the fallen angels. So be careful what you're eating. Some of you don't understand. Some of you women are complaining. You have tumors in your body, in your breast, in your you know what. And it's because of what you're eating. Pray over your food. Make sure you're eating healthy. Health is wealth. I already gave you the principles to detox. Juicing. Blend beets, apples, pomegranate, uh, pineapples, um, ginger. Blend it together and strain it and drink it. Do that every day, maybe once or twice a day, every week. And you see your blood will detoxify, your liver will detoxify. You don't need to go to no specialist, no doctor to detoxify nothing. And you don't need to go to no doctor to do chemo. Why? Because the Bible says that God has given us the herbs for the healing of the nations. So I'm not giving you medical advice, but I'm giving you the knowledge that it predates medicine. Sour sap fruit. Um, a sister in Christ gave me a, a sour sap fruit one time here in London. And I looked it up and I realized that they wrote all the negative things about this fruit. Oh, don't take this fruit, it's toxic. Then I wrote, I saw a little disclaimer there. It says there that, oh, if you're going to take this fruit, just make sure you don't take your medication because if you take your medication, it will neutralize the effect of your medication. So if something natural is neutralizing something that's made in a lab, which one is powerful? Which one is more harmful? The one that cleanses you or the one that's poisoning you, you be the judge tonight. You guys are the judge. Think about it for a moment. So I'm taking soursop fruit, right? And they're telling me, and I'm deleting disclaimer online, saying that if anyone is on medication, be careful because this fruit, if you take it, it will neutralize the effect of most of your medications, if not all of your medications. There are people in Jamaica who've been drinking soursop licking the leaves, and they never got no neurotoxins. But online it says there's a neurotoxin. The Bible says in Hosea 4.6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, I'm spewing knowledge to you that your T.D. Jakes's and Joyce Myers's will not give you. Or your Joel Osteen's. Because it's from the Word. Use your brains.
They are foods that you can use to neutralize the effect of 5G technology. There's fasting and prayer you can use to make you immune to a lot of things. Fasting resets your DNA, resets your blood, resets your reproductive cycle, resets a lot of things. Some of you are just a bunch load of eating maggots. Just chop, 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 chop. Go to the buffet, eat this. Go to the go to uh, Jamaican oxtail, eat this one. I'm not saying you should not eat oxtail now. You eat every little thing, but you don't fast. Because your body is used to eating everything, soon enough, there'll be things in your body that will be put in your food that will begin to eat you out. They let you know, they tell you lies. Oh, parasites are supposed to eat your body. That's a pit life from the pit of hell. Knowledge is power. God's knowledge is superpower. So get that super knowledge power that I'm giving you tonight. All right? That's all I'm going to say tonight. This is all for tonight. The Lord bless you. Have a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are. Okay? Make sure you're taking those tea. It's not, it's not made in the lab. Anything that's processed, do not take it. I stopped eating fast food a long time ago. Okay? Make my own food. I watch TV, watch YouTube, watch the Food Channel, learn how to bake my own bread, learn how to do a lot of things. So... There is there. I remember one time I was eating so much home cooked food that one day something just made me want to have that KFC chicken. So I bought the KFC chicken. I bought a full bucket. It had about forty pieces of chicken inside of it, twenty each in one bucket. And I brought it home, and I was hungry. And I said, "Let me chomp down on this." When I took a bite, I spit the thing out. It felt so weird trying to eat that KFC chicken. Because I had been eating home-cooked food for a while. There's a difference between chicken that is slaughtered right away and cooked and the one that is made by your so-called chicken people, KFC, McDonald's, whatever. You taste the difference, you'll see it. Okay, so I don't know who this is ministering to or who this is for. God has given you what you need. Healing is the bread of God's children. It's not just only a right, it's your privilege. All right? Just grow your own food if you can. Okay? Grow your own food if you can. A lot of people are doing their own things and now. You don't need to go, go far away as burning all your money, eating food that would eventually send you to the hospital. Okay? Stop taking foods with high fru corn fructose syrup. Some of you, you give your children candy. You don't even look on the label. They're poisoning you. They tell you there's poison there, but you're not looking. One time I wanted, I was craving M&M's and I looked on there and I saw exactly what they put in M&M's. And I knew I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't take that stuff. But I was like, mm, God, I really like this candy. I used to take it when I was little. And there on the back of it, it says high corn fructose glorious syrup. So I disobeyed the Holy Spirit and I had a sweet tooth and I smuck in there was a sister in Christ with me and another brother went out to evangelize. So I was really, you know, I was just craving a little candy. So I went, we went to the store and the sister said, don't take this, Joel. I said, no, God, please let me take it. So I took it. When I took that candy, for that entire week, I could not pray very well. I don't know what that thing did to my system, but I just felt I could not function in the spirit. So they say, obedience is better than sacrifice. And the sister and brother said, Joel, don't take this. This is not good. I said, no, 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 no. I know what I'm doing. I'm a man of God. I'm okay. Don't care if you're a man of God or not. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you don't listen or speak to people around you don't listen, 
Don't matter what, because disobedience will cost you everything. Same thing for the women of God. God said, don't go to that salon. You go there and somebody take your hair. Now they take your blessings, take your glory, take your crown, take your... Okay, so if you cannot... Some people say, oh, well, I'm homeless. I can't afford to cook. Well, if you can't cook, pray over your food. God knows every situation. But if you can cook, cook. All right? I'm not here to condemn anybody because I was once... I was, I was one time I didn't have a place to stay. I was homeless. So I had to... The only thing I ate was... Uh, what was I eating that time? I don't remember eating anything. All I remember is fasting. And whenever I wanted to break my fast, I would just get like a piece of bread with just cranberry. Yeah, I used to drink a lot of cranberry. And I would just drink the bread and then do the Lord's Supper. That was it. So I remember eating pizza a lot. I used to eat a lot of pizza. And one day God said, learn how to make your own pizza. So I watched online how to make my own pizza with honey and salt. I didn't put sugar. So I've said enough tonight. And this is a challenge for everybody. And I say this in love. I'm not here to condemn you. If you know you're struggling with eating a lot, obviously you're going to have to make the adjustments and you have to exercise some self-discipline. I remember when I was working in the healthcare field, I used to spend a lot of money eating out. And I've saw some time because I could because I was making a lot of money. I said I don't care. But then one day I looked at how much I was spending. Before I knew it, I was spending hundred dollars a day for food. I'm like, what in the world? I wake up in the morning. I go to the cafeteria. I buy like five yogurts. Get the fruit. Eat that, and get another snack in the middle of the my lunch break, a fifteen minute break. I said, what in the world is going on? And for me personally, I burned a lot of calories because I have a fast metabolism. So I, I, it doesn't matter how much I eat, it would never show on my body, just show on my face and maybe a little bit of my hands and all of that. And I was like, I can't be spending $100 for food. You know what? I said, if I'm spending $100 for food, I might as well just cook my own food. So I saved myself $700 in a week. That's $700. There's no way you're going to spend $700 to buy home-cooked food. You go to the mall or you go to the grocery and buy chicken, fresh chicken and, and spinach and peppers. You're not going to spend that kind of money in one week for one person. That hundred dollars I was spending one day, I spend it in one week. I buy food, cook my own food, cook rice, cook everything, make a jollof rice, whatever it is out there. I learned a lot of dishes, and then yeah, I lived and survived and saved my money. So, God has always given you; He's giving you responsibility for your vessel. So don't be blaming God right now when you say, "Oh God, why I got cancer?" Well, you are not checking the food you're supposed to eat. You're not praying over your food. Some of you just you just forget about praying over your food. You think that it's an old thing or you feel ashamed. Some of you feel ashamed when you go outside to eat. You look left or right. Make sure nobody's looking at you. Then you put your head down. You do Because you don't want them to know you're praying. How, why are you ashamed of your father who's there to perfect, pr protect you and bless your food? Speak that word over your food. Let people see you. And before you know it, someone's like, you know what? I saw sister so-and-so or this man and they were praying over their food. You know what? Let me just pray over my food because I, I heard my friend got food poisoning. Or maybe a kid is watching. You say, you know what? I saw this man. He just put his hands on their food. They may not have heard what you said, but just by doing that, God can send an angel to protect that person because they modeled you. Okay. Thank you, username M-A-M-I-A-N-A, -A -A. Mami Anna. Thank you for your, for your uh, words. I appreciate that. Pray over your food, okay? Um, I want to give a challenge to the women here. Let me see if I can find this. There was a recent video that was circulating on, and also the men here. There was some women, 
a, a video that was circulating. I don't know if Sister Tammy is still on here. There's a special bread in the Bible. Some of you may not know about. Let me see if I can find Sister Tammy's message. I sent it to Sister Tammy and some of my brothers. Sister, let me see if I can still find it. Ah, here we go. I sent it on Instagram. It's in the book of Ezekiel. Uh, let's see if I can find the message that I sent. Who did I send to? Let's see if I can find the message. Uh, just bear with me for a moment. I'll give you the scripture and I want you guys, both male and female, to go home and prepare this meal from the Bible. You know, Sister Tammy's still on here. Manna bread from heaven. Yes. Thank you, Sister Casey. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's right. Let me see if I can find the scripture. Where is that scripture right there? Where this ingredient? Ah, thank you. Ed Godson says Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 9. I believe that's the scripture. Um, yeah. There was a man who received... Yeah, the Ezekiel bread. Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 9. That's right. Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 9. Unfortunately, I cannot share the video link with you because I'm not on my computer. There's no way for me. But I'll give you the scripture. And go home and make this bread. If you want me to send you the link, message me on Instagram and I'll send you the link, the video link. Okay. Some of you don't know that there's superfoods in the Bible that you can eat. So go online. Or go to your Bible and look up Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 9 and make that bread with those ingredients mentioned there. And watch, watch how, you, how you're going to be. Because Ezekiel ate that bread. Yes. Thank you, Brother Thomas. That bread has all the nine amino acids that you need. So some of you are eating bread that only has one amino mass acid and you think you're eating healthy. And it says on the label, uh, wheat bread. Yeah, right. God gave Ezekiel what he needed to eat. It says it has all the nine amino acids. So a brother found this and decided to do it and made the bread. And he has never, ever felt any better. Since he's been eating that, he has felt way better than any other time in his life. <laughs> okay. So King Solomon ate a lot of pomegranates. Pomegranates is a fruit of the Almighty. It's one of the favorite fruits. Fig tree is one of the figs. Figs is one of the favorite fruits of Jesus Christ. Jesus saw the fig tree and he wanted some fig, but the fig tree was not bearing fruit. So what did he do? He cursed the fig tree to die because it was supposed to be bearing fruit, but it wasn't. Satan did something to that tree, so therefore God God rebu God rebuked the devil by making his son place a curse on the tree and it withered away. And it was symbolic of. It was symbolic of um, us. If we are not bearing fruit, we're going to be cut down. Okay, so if you want that video, you can message me on Instagram at joelisaiah20 or you can just go to Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 9 and go home, get all those ingredients and bake the bread. But I'm very sure you would like to see the video. All right. If you're baking that bread, you've just satisfied all you need protein-wise. Stop buying. If you look, you know what? Just go to Walmart, any store right now. For those of you in America, any store in the world, in the Western world, and you look on the label, and you'll be shocked at the chemicals they put in the food. Orange juice having calcium, really? You're putting calcium in my orange juice. 
You put in coloring in my orange juice. That's not even orange juice anymore. They put preservatives. I gave a video one time. God gave me an expo about a preservative called E300. I've never, I didn't even know what it was. All of a sudden I heard in the spirit E300. God, the Holy Spirit said, go look it up. And when I look it up, I found that the E300 is in almost every bread. It's a preservative. There was another, another preservative that God gave me that's not even known. And I put it out there. As soon as I put it out there, I got a spiritual attack. I said, don't worry about it. You must expose the kingdom of darkness. If you look at the bread, the things that should be in the bread is not there. It's, it's all these chemicals, all these additives. And these things do not, some of those things are not processed by your body. Stop drinking poison. Stop eating poison. God holds you accountable for your body. Sheep eat grass, but you know that sheep are selective of the grass they eat? Some of you may not know that. If a sheep is used to eating a certain kind of grass in the pasture and it goes close and sees another, it may leave that grass and go somewhere else. <laughs> so eat, get that Ezekiel 4 verse 9 diet. Barley, beans, lentils, and millet and make a bread out of it. Make it ready and nice. Use honey, don't use sugar. Some people say, oh, I don't like you to use honey. Don't use For a difference, try honey. Don't try all these uh, so-called uh, sugar additives or whatever they call them. No, 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 no. Use honey. I baked my bread with honey. I mixed it in the thing and put it in the oven and came out real nice. But I made mine really sweet because I like, I like honey so much. One day I cooked it and said, where do you, where you get this bread from? I said, I made it myself. He said, you lie. I said, no, 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 there's no lie in here. I did make the bread myself. So this is all I'm going to say for today. I love you all with the love of the Lord. And I hope one day in heaven, we all make it to heaven by the grace of God. And I pray that God will do everything he can to make everybody that heard this message. Lord, I pray you do everything you can in your power to make sure that everybody that heard this message is and will get to heaven. If you have to beat them up to get to heaven, do it. If you have to spank them, do it. And we're going to have a love feast in heaven. So that I will drink this cup with you and eat this bread with you anew in heaven. <laughs> All right. Peace and love to every brother and sister here in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And um, I just feel blessed tonight. I feel good. You know, before I gave this message, I felt very oppressed and tired. and I was feeling very uncomfortable. But as I began to give the testimony and the message, I realized it was the devil. He didn't want me to give this message. Okay. You can also subscribe to this channel if you want. There is a $4.99 or $5.99 charge for that by TikTok. So if you want to subscribe to support this outreach, you can. If you want to pledge, please do. I really need money to do a lot of things. And um, I appreciate it. I'm not begging, but I'm stating the truth because the Bible says you have not because you ask not. So I'm not ashamed to ask. I'm not begging or forcing, but I'm asking. You take that principle with you tonight and say, God, what are the things that I need to ask you that I have not asked you? Remind me, Holy Spirit. All right. If you need prayer, state your name and what you need prayer for before I close out. If you don't state your name and what you need prayer for, I cannot add, I cannot pray for you because I don't know what you need prayer for. I can't just say, say pray for me. If you want, if you don't want your prayers to be known, you can message me on the website, sort of the spirit of God .com. Click on the message bubble. All right. 
And some of you women here need to be very careful about the things you're using. Recently, someone introduced me, a sister in Christ introduced me to castor oil for those of you who have vision issues. So if you have, you, some of you have heard about a woman called Barbara O'Neill. Barbara O'Neill is a doctor. I don't think she practiced anymore because they banished her because of her, her she's a Christian and a believer. And she began, she was practicing uh, her medical practice as a doctor initially as a young person, but then she began to realize the inconsistencies and the lies in the medical industry. So she began to ask God for wisdom and began to read the Bible extensively and began to give us examples and things you can take to cure issues with your menstrual cycle, to cure many diseases, prostate cancer, um, how to maintain libido for men. You know, for those who have issues with that or uh, uh, malfunction with their manhood in, in, in this stuff, she said a lot of the foods that men eat and drink affect their testosterone levels. So if you're a man here, you think you're the one that's the problem. No, 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 no. It's the society and the food that you're eating is the problem. Same thing with women. So some of the lotions you're using and the things you're putting on your body, your skin absorbs them. And when it absorbs them, it begins to trace and find its trace it through your bloodstream. And you know you're menstruating a woman. So obviously you're going to be releasing blood. So if you have poison in your blood, you could be menstruating stuff that's going through your skin and your pores from the things of the toxic stuff that you put on your hair and put on your um, body. And you think it's all nice. All the lipstick you put on, you should not be putting on. And then you're putting on cancerous lipstick. You're putting bodies of dead babies on your body and smiting yourself. You think you're all pretty. You're not. <laughs> there are foods you can eat without you taking all this stuff and putting makeup. I've seen a woman who did not use makeup. She used to use a lot of makeup and she started eating healthy. She purified her blood with beets and she looked so beautiful without makeup. When people look at her, they think she used makeup. No, 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 no. Women approach her and say, What makeup are you using? Say, None. So, what are you talking about? Say, Yeah, this is what I eat. You are what you eat. Again, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I believe God is speaking to someone here. My brother here is asking for prayer. I pray the Lord will touch you. Reach out to me. Her name is Barbara O'Neill. She trends on TikTok a lot. I don't know why, but she also has a YouTube. I don't know what her YouTube is, but I've seen videos of her. She's been banned many times. She's been They took her license away. Uh, she's been targeted. They placed curses on her. So please pray for her. All right. I pray for your migraine. I pray that that migraine be gone. We pray for Barbara O'Neill. We pray the Lord will bless you, um, sister in Christ, wherever you are. Pray that any curses placed upon your life be removed in Jesus' name. I pray for unity amongst your moms and your children and hatred be removed from your life everywhere. Use the name great, Gracious in Jesus' name. Barbara O'Neill. You can look her up on um, TikTok and maybe YouTube or you can just look her online. Dr. Barbara O'Neill. Okay, she's given many lectures and she's no longer, I don't believe she's a practicing doctor in the satanic medical field, but she does use, she gives a lot of things you can eat and drink, foods you can take, uh, plants you can, vegetables you can eat to protect your children, protect your brain, do a lot of things, all right? I pray for your mom, Sybil, who has headaches. I pray for healing for her in the name of Jesus. I pray for Sister Evelyn, for your kids' salvation and protection. I pray the Lord will bring all of them to the knowledge of the saving grace of Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. I pray for Gracious against strange women invading your marriage. Sister Gracious, please reach out to me. I'll give you a special prayer to pray against strange women. You need to fast and pray before strange women take your husband away. All right. I pray that that would not happen in the name of Jesus. And I pray that God's favor will be with you. All right. Thank you so much. This is all I'm going to do. And um, keep fit and hope to see you 
for the next few days of 2023 before you you wave goodbye to 2023 and step into 2024 all right i am a naturalist meaning that i love nature and i love what god has given me i've never been to the doctors it's been a while i've ever been to a hospital for anything i mean for most part of my life i leak i think about 98.9 percent of my life or 99.9% .9 of my life. I've never been to the doctors for anything except if I broke my hand when I or broke my pinky toe when I was playing basketball or maybe I sprained my ankle when I was in college. That's it. And they always ask me, why are you so healthy? Do you smoke? No. Do you drink? No. What is your religion? I'm not telling you. It's none of your business. Okay. Stop volunteering information for them to use you as a lab rat. Okay. So keep yourself pure and holy for the Lord and use wisdom. Remember, it says, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Why do you need to do this test? Oh, we need to collect blood. For what? For who? Why? Because I'm pregnant? Well, I want to keep my blood. I don't want to give my blood nowhere. Learn to be wise. You're not a lab rat. You're, you're a son of God. You're a sheep of God. All right. Thank you so much and God bless you. of the word ministry i pray the lord will break will break the spell of witchcraft that is the witchcraft over your house and not your house your car your property if you want me to pray for you you can pray but i believe you should use your step of faith and just pray over your property anoint your property with oil pray over your property and command the witchcraft that's over your house or the evil mark pray to place over your house your car whatever it is that is witchcraft command that witchcraft to go back to where it came from in jesus name plead the blood of jesus use the authority in the word of god isaiah 54 verse 17 excuse me, and, and Matthew 18, 18. All right, God bless you. I pray the Lord will, will release you from that witchcraft in Jesus' name. Stand on the word, stand on the word, stand on the word. All right, God bless you. I love you with the love of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for your perfect health for your children, uh, Sister Nita, and protection for you as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Goodbye. Yes, God will not allow strange women to come into your home, but you got to pray them out, okay? It's your job to help make sure that your man loves you through your prayers and through your attention. Give him all the attention that the women are trying to give him. Take away all that attention from those strange women, all right? And if you're overworking yourself, make time for your spouse. Stop telling yourself you got to work your, your life to the grave, all right? God bless you. Same with the men as well. Stop working so hard that you have no time for your wife. Create a balance in life. Don't be a workaholic. America is known as a workaholic nation. You could be living in America, but not be a workaholic. After all, the billionaires don't do the work you do. All right? <laughs>